Good afternoon and welcome to the Keswick Ripple Podcast. My name is Jim Lang. I'm the Director of Guest Services here at America's Keswick. And each week we bring you a testimony that we hope encourages your heart and life. And this week we have a special Barbara's Place student testimony. And so I'm going to pass it on over to my beautiful wife, Allie, who sat down with Julie. And we hope this testimony encourages your heart. Hey guys, my name is Allie Lang, and today I'm sitting down with Julie, who is currently one of our students at Barber's Place. Um, Julie is about four months into the program, and one thing I love about Julie is that she's always been very excited to share um, what she knew that God would do in her life with others, and so this is her opportunity to do just that. So Julie, why don't you tell me a little bit about your life before you came to Barber's Place? Um, I think um, early on, um, I... My, as far as I can remember back, having a very, growing up with a normal early childhood, I had two very loving parents um, that loved my sister and I to the best of their ability. Um, we did a lot of church involvement. We were involved in the church as a family. We went to church most, mostly every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was involved in groups in the church um, as, as in my early childhood. I remember being involved in Pioneer Girls, going to church camps, um, things like that. I was a Girl Scout. Um, my parents were uh, very much involved in our lives at that point, up to that point. Um, I remember specifically um, going to a church camp with with our church for a weekend and I was probably around the age of 10 11 and I remember asking Jesus to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior Mm -hmm. and coming home and telling my parents and being so excited about it and and I remember my parents being so excited about it um and we we um my parents were involved in the in the church to a certain extent. Um, I, I remember my dad um, donating things to the church, um, donating his time. My dad was a CPA, so he did a lot of the church's finances um, uh, for no charge. My mom was a, a leader in the Pioneer Girl group that I was involved in, and um, so we ha- we had we had a lot of attending church but not really church not really god applying it into our lives Mm -hmm. at home um that was somewhat of the extent of it Mm -hmm. um and i was probably around middle school age um that i started to see things kind of fall apart with my parents their marriage um they were becoming more distant my dad started getting more involved in his business Mm -hmm. so he was not always home a lot um he was not uh, very much physically present and at the same time my mom was starting to go into like an isolation um depression mode where she would kind of disappear into her bedroom for two three weeks on end Mm -hmm. um so she was not emotionally available there for my sister and I so there was a lot of um detachment there not not a lot of guidance going on no not a lot of boundaries Mm -hmm. um for my sister and I so we were kind of just left um pretty much fending for ourselves um kind of doing our own thing without 
mom and dad too much and I would say right around that time is when I started getting introduced into drinking. I started hanging around with the wrong crowd of people at school and so the church thing started to kind of fall by the wayside so mm -hmm. to speak. Um, there wasn't there was less involvement with my church friends and mm -hmm. more involvement with kids at school um, who drank, smoked, and I was falling into that. Um, and um, leading up into my high school years, the drinking became more, more. Mm -hmm. um, it was just all about the party scene for me. And there were, it, it was accepted. It was, it was allowed. Um, my sister and I were allowed to have parties at the house. Um, we had beer parties um, that my parents really, um, my dad wasn't there for, my mom was there, but it didn't, it didn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, it we were allowed to drink in the house. And this lifestyle um, I carried into early adulthood, uh, the drinking and the, just kind of the party scene into college, into my early adulthood. And, um, so drinking really became um, the normal in our family, mm -hmm. and um, my and that's where I started to see um, kind of going back. I'm going to go back a little bit. My parents really didn't drink in in the in the beginning. I don't remember seeing alcohol mm -hmm. um, in early childhood, but as things started falling apart with my parents, I do remember my mom kind mm -hmm. of secretly drinking. Um, and my dad would stay out later at night and we knew that after his long days at the office or his long days, you know, working, he would, um, go to a bar afterwards. Um, so drinking became, you know, a part of our, our, our family interaction. Everything revolved around drinking, mm -hmm. holidays, vacations. Um, it was just part of our life. And, um... It just kind of led me um, just down one um, path of one bad decision after another um, into one bad relationship after another. And um, just that's what it was all about. It mm -hmm. was just the partying. It was mm -hmm. the partying and bad decisions, bad drinking events, bad things happening. Mm -hmm. um, because of drinking and just bad choices. So, right. um, so in two, some kind of jump ahead here, uh, into 2004, excuse me, in 2004, when I met my second husband, um, that relationship as well was, um, all things revolving around, um, drinking, mm -hmm. um, in that relationship as well. Um, it was a toxic relationship, mm -hmm. looking back on it from the very beginning. Um, in 2007, I, we, I got married. It kind of was all in one, in a time span of about one to two years where um, we got married, we had a son, and then soon after that, I got laid off of a job that I had for 16, about 16 years. Mm -hmm. um, and so things at that point 
started to get out of control with me. Mm -hmm. Um, My drinking became um, more frequent Mm -hmm. earlier in the day because I wasn't working. Um, It just very quickly started spiraling. I just kind of got into probably a depression of my own mm-hmm. um, with becoming a mom at the at a late age, mm-hmm. um, losing a job that I had for a long time, mm-hmm. and the pressures of that. Um, so it it became my drinking became um, got to a point where I became physically dependent on it. Um, I would be sick without it. Mm-hmm. It it just really got bad uh, right. quick over the next couple years, mm-hmm. and um, that's when um, I lost a job because of it. I started losing things. Mm-hmm. I couldn't function. I couldn't function at home. I couldn't function at work. Mm-hmm. I lost my job. Um, soon after that, I was um, hospitalized um, for the drinking, which led me um, into um, sort of a family intervention um, where I went into a rehab. And uh, that's when um, my husband filed for divorce and um, I lost the, just losing one thing after another at that point, lost my marriage, um, lost custody of my son, and um, and uh, so coming out of the rehab, I had I really just white knuckled through a lot. I've had periods of sobriety, mm-hmm. um, but then I would just over the next five years or so, I would just I was in and out of relapse, mm-hmm. um, and then a couple more rehabs. Um, right. So. And so you went to different rehabs. So tell me, mm-hmm. what um, what made you decide to come here? And how did you hear about Barbara's Place? Okay, so I um, I couldn't, I just couldn't get it together. I just could not get any significant amounts um, of sobriety um, together. Um, and so um, this past um, November, right around Thanksgiving, I went into another relapse and started drinking and it became really bad, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, within literally a, within a week, I was hospitalized mm-hmm. um, for the alcohol. And my fiance just had, didn't understand it and just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So he contacted a friend of mine um, who has known me ever since I was a baby and a friend of hers knew about Barbara's place. Mm-hmm. So she had contacted my fiance and told him about it. Um, and he kind of got the ball rolling, um, with me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I knew about it two years prior, actually mm-hmm. from this friend, um, who ta- talked about, who suggested it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had already had a couple months into sobriety. Mm -hmm. So I, no, I got this. I don't, I'm good. (laughs) I I, I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was attending AA at the time and I just thought I had it. I thought I had it Mm -hmm. Um, and didn't, didn't need another, another rehab. But 
when I found out exactly what Barber's Place had to offer and mm-hmm. that it was um, it was a Christ-centered um, facility mm-hmm. um, and a women's ju- uh, a house just for women, mm-hmm. um, that's what made the difference for me um, because the other rehabs didn't work, you right. know, obviously, and AA didn't work, mm-hmm. obviously. So, um, and I all along, um, I always knew God was there in my life. Mm-hmm. Through all this, I had the God piece, but not, it was always at arm's length. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I heard this was a Christ centered um, um, recovery center, mm-hmm. that's what made the difference for right. me. And mm-hmm. so when I got out of the hospital, I made the decision. I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I just, I had no other options i felt at that mm-hmm. point so right and now barber's place is a six-month program mm-hmm. um, and so it is quite the transition to enter into the program why don't you tell me about that transition phase in your first two months here um so at first arriving to barber's place you know it's it's you're still en- going into the unknown you don't know what to expect mm-hmm. and so of course i was just very nervous scared um, um, also knowing um, that you're not going to have any contact with your family the first month. Um, the first two weeks are, were really the hardest because mm-hmm. you you can't even write. You have no communication with your family the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. So the first two weeks were really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably got very few nights of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I just was so filled with so much anxiety um, and just coming in with a lot of baggage, with a lot of guilt, shame, mm-hmm. fear. And um, so it, the first month for sure was just definitely the hardest, right. the hardest coming in with all that mm-hmm. and just being nervous. Absolutely. And so now you're four months in, so you're mm-hmm. a little over halfway through. Tell me what God has done in your life during your time here. Um, it's, it's really been, I, I can't tell when the exact kind of turning point, or if it was, if it was even an exact turning point, more of a gradual mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I, I would say just really bit by bit just kind of getting rid of the shame the guilt mm-hmm. um and 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 the fear mm-hmm. and just just learning more about who god is who i am in christ mm-hmm. um has has um gotten rid of that mm-hmm. and and god replacing it more with um a feeling of victory instead of defeat mm-hmm. where I was at, just feeling hopeless mm-hmm. and knowing that there is hope in God mm-hmm. um, that I can beat this. Mm-hmm. And just coming in with um, a different view of God mm-hmm. is to, as opposed to what I'm learning now at Barber's Place and mm-hmm. the view I have of God now right. has totally um, changed things for me and my 
outlook on myself and the way I feel about myself Mm -hmm. and knowing that God loves me and wants to see me heal. Amen. Amen. So what would you say to somebody out there who might be in the throes of their addiction right now? Um, Get help. Get help. Reach out. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't try to do this alone Mm -hmm. um, because you're you're never alone. Um, God is always there, um, and God will walk you through step by step. He will take you through. Um, it's hard. It's not an easy process. Um, but the biggest difference um, for me was just knowing that you're just not alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We really hope that you guys were encouraged um, by today's testimony. Um, If you were, we hope that you would like and share this video so that it might have that ripple effect and affect the lives of others around us. Thank you.